Blog Talk Radio. Hello. And Papa Didi is on his way to the studio, so he will be joining us in progress. But Kettle and I are going to hold it down until he gets here. So uh, how you doing tonight, Kettle? I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Trying good, to just keep good. it moving. It's Friday, TGIF. I know that's right. I, I'm sitting back Ooh. with my cocktail and what you sipping on? Red wine or something different? Oxygen right now. I had some red <laughs> wine. I finished uh, that, but I'm going to get something on the first break. All right. Oh, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm sipping on some crown vanilla and uh, some salsa water. It's it's pretty good with a twist of lemon. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we do have some crown vanilla on the shelf. I might have to join you. All right now. Mm-hmm. But I know we got a, a good cocktail coming up this evening. But uh, as Papa oh, Jason, look, he he's working for us today. <laughs> exactly. We're going to have to dock him today. I know anyway, that's right. Hey, um, are you ready for the rundown? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go ahead and break it down for the people. All right, everybody sit back and and relax and sit tight. Our hot topics tonight, investigation finds Alabama prison conditions are unconditional. Wow. Also, who is running for president in 2020? And the drug makers hike prices 1,000% in massive price-fixing schemes. Also, our hidden Quitter headlines, former homeless student graduates from Georgetown University. Also, police officer who pulled guns on a black man picking up trash quit force. And also, Tiger Woods faces wrongful death lawsuit. What's popping with Papa Didi when he gets into the studio? He got something for us. Our weird news, a German chocolate factory spill makes for a sweet treat. I'm sorry, for a sweet treat. Also, Florida man arrested after allegedly stealing truck full of coffins and 100 goats to send on a neighborhood in Boise. I'm saying with red wine, why is Congress in it? Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight. The cocktail of the week is the rum with a view. I like that. I'll kiss it list and the last words. So sit back, relax. Get your favorite cocktail because we have ours and we'll be back with the hot topic. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now 
at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, all right. We're back on the Pajama Party Show Friday night. I am one of your hosts, Red Wine. Bonsoir. I am here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi is en route to the studio. He will join us in progress, so we're going to hold it down until he gets here. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off. Um, I did want to say that tonight's show is dedicated to someone very special to us, Mama Z. And uh, we'll be playing some uh, music from Al Green, some of uh, her favorite music, Al Green. So you'll be hearing Al Green tonight. Just to let you know, that's a shout-out to Mama Z. We miss you and we love you. So we just want to put that out there. But we got you. We got you, Mama Z. All right, now. <laughs> Appreciate that. <coughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and kick off these hot topics. Uh, let's see, Kettle, you going to kick us yep. off first? What you got for us? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting story, and it doesn't surprise me. And base investigation finds Alabama prison conditions are unconstitutional. Wow. It goes all the way to the Eighth Amendment. In Birmingham, Alabama, I'm not surprised, officials in Alabama um, have until next week to make changes to the state's troubled prison system. A Justice Department investigation found conditions in Alabama's prisons violate the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution, which protects against cruel and unusual punishment, if no one knew what the Eighth Amendment is. Um, Some of the 2,600 photographs taken inside Alabama's prison show horrid conditions. Um, This uh, Betty Heads, she's 31, her uh, 31-year-old son died after trying to hang himself in a decrepit cell block. She accuses the prison of killing her son. Her son was serving a, a six-year sentence for statutory rape, and he was supposed to be out within the next um, couple of months, but he killed himself. He was um, mentally ill, and inmates told that um, he had, he would cry for help, but routinely he was ignored. The um, uh, prisons, uh, Alabama prisons have the highest suicide rate in the country, three times the national average. Wow, didn't know that. Um, one worker at the Alabama prison who has to be disguised for fear of being fired was speaking out. He said, we need more mental health workers. We need more officers, the worker said, and more people are going to die if we don't get that help. Uh, the state prison official said there are approximately 1,400 officers, about half of what's needed to oversee a prison population of 16,000. That's a lot. 
lot of people. Um, the it Alabama, is a lot. It is. The Alabama uh, commissioner says they have allocated about $125 million to, um, you know, to work on the prison system. I mean, I don't think that money is going to go where it's supposed to go. Um, but it's just ridiculous, you know. I hate to say it, but I I, I believe most of the uh, uh, people that are in the prison system in Alabama are black. And it's like they just don't care. You know, that's just my personal opinion. But, um, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like I said, it doesn't How is it that they have so many people? people? How do they have, what did you say, 16,000? 16,000. And that doesn't even seem humanly possible. It doesn't. It really does not. And um, they were saying um, a lot of times they put them in seclusion. So they don't see people or, you know, they keep them in solitaire. I'm sorry, that's what they call it, solitaire. Hmm. And um, it's just crazy. Yeah. And just, says, even though um, I realized it was done. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll save my comment until you're finished. Okay, but this, I think this part is really important. They did a two-year Justice Department investigation and found conditions throughout the entire Alabama prison system are unconstitutional and an excessive amount of violence, sexual abuse, and prisoner death happens on a regular basis, making the state's prisons a deadly place to work as well. That's crazy. Mm. That's beyond crazy. I was just going to say that um, I remember there was a story just a few weeks ago about a woman in a prison. I don't think it was in Alabama. I can't recall mm-hmm. now what state. But this mm-hmm. woman was pregnant in labor, and she had some mental issues going on, but she was in labor. She kept telling them, I need some help, trying to get somebody to pay attention. They put her in like a single cell by herself and just left her there. She was crying mm-hmm. out, calling out for help. They put her in that cell by herself, and by the time somebody came back to check on her, she had delivered her own baby. Right, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. And that is like beyond crazy. But this is the kind of stuff that's going on in the prison system. Now, did she survive? Did her and the baby survive? She and the baby survived. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. she Thank and both the, she and the baby survived. Mm-hmm. But see, my thing is, you you want to do a two year Justice Department investigation. Now, what you gonna do? You claim you're gonna allocate 125 million dollars towards, I guess the the the, the um, Alabama Department of Corrections. Um, but you know, I, I guess it's just it's, this is just a story we need to follow. That's all, and just see if they're gonna be true to what they say. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what what are you exploring? So they're saying right now they have basically half of the prison guards that they really need for Mm -hmm. a place that large. Right. So I wonder how how much are they really recruiting? How hard are they recruiting to get more personnel out there? But see, my thing is, you, you you have to work on the system first. You have to work on the facility, improve the facility, because I would be scared to come work there because the, the conditions are so poor. Who knows? I may get sick as a guard. I wouldn't want to work yeah, in those conditions. True. So you have to, you know, uh, um, 
fix the whole entire system. It's going to take a minute, but as far as the prison itself, you have to fix that in internally, and then, you know, I, I'm quite sure that these um, prisoners, they're not getting what they should get as far as their rights and the things that they need to survive in there. You know, they probably just put them in a hole and that's it, you know. It's, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely it's right. Just, it's just sad. It's just sad. So, so like I said, this is a story that we have to continue continues to follow. Um, I'll be curious to see. I mean, I hate to say it, but look at where they are, Alabama. And like I said, probably the prison population is majority African-American. And it's just yeah, like you they don't care. Are. They don't care. I hate to say it, but they just don't care. Uh, you know. I you know, it just it hurts my heart that that the woman's son who she said, uh, you said in the beginning of the story, who had some mental illness going on, who mm-hmm. took his own life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, I did look this story up and I saw some of the pictures of those cells and everything. And, I mean, while I do understand that prison is not supposed to be the equivalent of a hotel as far Mm -hmm. as the way it looks, it also should not look like an outhouse either. I agree. You know, you should not have standing liquid, whatever that liquid is, on the floor. Mm. That's a breeding ground for bacteria, disease, and whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to... Be up in the middle of all that, right? Yeah, it was, so it I can I can understand how people who may have not come in there with a mental illness could possibly end up mentally ill when you have to yeah. deal with all that kind of stuff day in and day out. True, true that. Yeah, it's a good observation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you're trying to get help. You're telling people different things and your your whatever you're saying is just falling on deaf ears. If you complain too much, you might run the risk of being thrown in solitary confinement. And Lord only knows what, what that's about, what that really feels and looks like. That's enough mm-hmm. to make you lose what's left of your mind. Right. See, what I said earlier, the key thing in this particular um, article is routinely the people are being ignored, and also the Alabama prisons have the highest suicide rate. Come on now. If you know that's, that's what's going on, every week somebody's committing suicide, you just, excuse my language, but you don't give a rat's rabbit's ass if they're gone. But they have a family, you know. So right. you you just going to keep paying out the yang-yang because they're going to sue you, you know. So... It's, you you got to do something. They're going to do something, you know. It sounds uh, like they're letting the, the weaker people be thinned out of the crowd. You know, it's like survival of the fittest. If you can't make it, then you'll just be gone, and that'll be one less prisoner to deal with. Yeah. And that's not right. It's, it's, it's not right, right. But my thing is, okay, you got the pictures. You got 2,600 photographs inside this prison, and then you did a two-year investigation, and this man here, he died, and you're number one as far as suicide rate, what what more do you need before you do some changes? 
you know, who is my thing is who is your um, council person, your law person, whoever makes the, you know, carries the weight in your particular state? Because that that man, he's not man or woman, he's not doing nothing. I agree. They're not doing a daggone thing. Letting people die. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got another one for you while we're talking about deep. Mm-hmm. Nobody's died yet, but I'm sure, it's, like I said, survival of the fittest. It's, it's going to come down to it with this 2020 election. There's a, right now they got about 24 people that are running for president for 2020. So I, I have a list. I'm not going to read all this information because I was blown away when I really looked at all this. But I was trying to count how many are black, and then you have some Latino people, some other national nationalities, but... I see at least, let's see, one, two, three. I see at least three black people that are running. But anyway, uh, this is an alphabetical list. You got Senator Michael Bennett, who's from Colorado. You got Joe Biden, who's a former vice president under uh, Barack Obama. Then you got one black man, Senator Cory Booker, who's a New Jersey senator. Uh, Governor Steve Bullock, who's a Montana governor, and from South Bend, Indiana, you got Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he's the first openly gay uh, candidate. Uh, you got former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Julian Castro, New York, uh, the latest one, New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio. Then you got former Representative John Delaney. He's from Maryland. He's a congressman. And he was only seven months into his term before he decided, okay, I've been a congressman for seven months. I'm running for president. Okay. We got That's Representative <laughs> Tulsi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Representative mm-hmm. Tulsi Gabbard. Um, she is the first Samoan and the first Hindu member of Congress. So I wow. guess that would put her in the category of a person of color. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who's from New York. Uh, let's see. We have another black woman, Senator Kamala, Kamala, I'm sorry, Kamala Harris. She's from California. She's a junior senator from Cali. Then we got former, former Governor John Hickenlooper. Uh, he's from Colorado. There's Governor mm-hmm. Jay Inslee, who is, where is he from? Washington State. There's Senator Amy Klobuchar, who is from Minneapolis. We have mm-hmm. Wayne Messam Miramar. That's another black man from out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Representative Seth Moulton, who is a 40-year Democrat from Massachusetts. Former mm-hmm. Representative Beto O'Rourke. Who hey, is, that's uh, my boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of Texas uh, mm-hmm. Representative Tim Ryan Who's from Ohio Senator mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders uh, Where is he from, Vermont? I think he's from Vermont Oh, uh, yeah, he's up and, state somewhere Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere up in the New England area I believe it's Vermont uh, mm-hmm. Representative Eric Swalwell Who's uh, a New York congressman uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren she is uh, from Massachusetts. 
That's mm-hmm. the one that he uh, Trump always calls Pocahontas. Oh, man. Uh, Governor, yeah, Governor Bill Weld, who's a former Massachusetts governor, mm-hmm. and Marianne Williamson. I had never even heard of her. Mm-hmm. There's a woman, Marianne Williamson. Check this out. She is an author. Mm-hmm. She's not even mm-hmm. a congresswoman, senator, none of that. She's an author. Mm-hmm. She announced her campaign in L.A. back in January after making oh, uh, six trips to Iowa and New Hampshire. And she mm-hmm. is best known outside of political circles for having written a number of popular self-help books. And mm-hmm. she is a spiritual friend and counselor to your girl, Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Watch out now. Yeah. I Marianne Williamson. And the last one is a uh, Asian brother, uh, Andrew Yang. He's an entrepreneur, another person who's not a, not a political person. He is an entrepreneur. He is running, and uh, he's the person who's running on the campaign of what's called universal basic income. He's pledging mm-hmm. to provide all Americans 18 and over with $1,000 per month. Mm-hmm. He's saying that this can work, that the money will come from somewhere, and he's saying that it's called universal basic income. He's saying that if everybody had at least $1,000 coming in per month that was provided by the government, you'd be able to live a better life, you know, take care of your family, handle your business, etc. So that's his platform. So that's all of the folks so far that are running. It's a lot of them. So let me so, ask you this. I, On the last guy, Andrew Yang, where, where are they going to get this $1,000 per month from? I don't know. He hmm. he says that you know it'll it'll all work out. He's got it all worked out. I I do not know. Don't know where he's yeah. getting it from, but you know yeah. everybody of course has a platform of different things. That, you know they say that like Mayor De Blasio from New York, he's saying that he's um, his campaign is working people first. So that's his thing. Um, I don't know, let's see, there's a few other, you know, they got their different little platforms and whatnot, but, you yeah. know, everybody has a little something that they're leaning on. Right. Wow. But I see we got Papa Didi joining us. Uh, he's on the line. He's still en route to the studio. Uh, oh, okay. Papa Didi, are you there? I'm here. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Wow. Technology. I okay. Love and we also <laughs> have a caller, so I'm going to pick up this caller to join the conversation, and then we'll check back in with Papa Didi. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You are live on the air. Go ahead with your comments. Go ahead, caller. Caller, are you there? Hey, am I on the line? Yes, you are. You're live on the pajama party. Hey, welcome, 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 man. Hey, look, I just want to say what's up to everybody. You know, this is Mr. Lowe coming to you live. Ain't no surprise. You better open up your eyes. You hear me? You know. Oh, Mr. Lowe, what's going on? You know, I'm just out here doing my thing. You know, I just want to give a shout-out to the pajama party. 
You know me, me and my baby girl in my pajamas. We got, I got all my silk. You know how I like it, you know. And she got on her, she got on her, uh, her velvet, you know. So, you know. All right now, keep it sexy now. Yeah, yeah that's all. That's all. That's all. What's popping though? I, 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 I'm listening to the show, so I can't wait to hear the rest. You know, uh, you know, I might have to tune in, call in on some topics. You know, just to, to get my, just to get my point of view. You know, my. My little, my little crumble of the pie, you know. Okay. Well, of all the candidates that are running so far for 2020, who, who are you leaning towards so far? Well, you know, I'm going along. I, I like, uh, you know, there's a couple of Democrats that I like, but just realistically, I don't think they got the, uh, they don't got the power to win. Boo. I'm telling you, know what? I, I, I'm not mad at my boy Joe Biden. I, I'm going with Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden, he, he, he ran solid. I like, I like the way he, he stood solid by, by Barack, you know, by Obama. And um, I, I, I like Joe Biden. You know, I know they try to run him through the dirt a little bit, but I think he's an honest dude. He, he, makes, he makes regular human mistakes, but he owns up to them. Uh, uh, I've never once seen him discourage or demean or belittle Obama. You know, he stood side by side with him as his second, you know, and, and I think uh, – I think I, I think I would. He 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 won my support. I, I got and I think Joe Biden got the, uh, you know, if they, if they support him like they should and everything like that, I think he got the he got the power to do it. Okay. You know, I, I was like, kind of uh, leaning toward uh, Kamala Harris, but I don't know. I don't know right now if I'm still you know, feeling I like, her. I like I like Kamala. I like uh, Kamala uh, Kamala Harris too. Um. I like her as a strong leader. I like her as definitely a power player. But I just, I, I'm not, and it's, it, ain't, it ain't, you know, you know, women, man, don't work, don't, don't work, no, you know, they don't matter. But I'm just, I don't know, I, I don't think she's ready for that role yet. I, I, I think that's too, that's too heavy of a load, too early, too stressful. You know, I think that right now she can be great at what she can, what she can bring to the table. And then maybe in like another four years or so, then maybe we could re, we, we could re, uh, visit that day to that convo. But I just don't think she's ready yet for 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 uh, uh for for a presidency. I, I don't think she's ready, but I do like her a lot. I think I think she's a strong player, powerful woman. I think that she could do great things. I think she could do great things just by being like a dominant person in you know in the Congress and and everything like that. I think that she got some. She, she she needs to she needs to just get a little more weight on her. She got to get a little more weight on her. You know, you know, cause you know, you know, she don't really, you know, she gets, she needs a little more weight, yeah, a little more weight. She still, she still a little light to me. I don't think that she, uh, she got enough. Okay. All right. All right. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, I, I like it though. Even if she was, even if she was a vice president, I could, I could, I could, you know what? I could, I could go for Joe Biden and Kamala being the vice. That could be an interesting ticket. That that would be interesting. You know, I just don't I just don't think I don't think I don't think ready ready for the big for the big show yet. I, I just you know, I, I just ain't seen enough. Like I like the way she talks, but you know, we, we you know, we can't just talk just for the for for outside of Democrats, we gotta see how can you how can you reach out to the to, to, to the to the world, you know, like to get to get enough to where now you can you can you can gain that you can gain that respect on both ends, you know. I just don't think I don't think they. I don't think they. I don't think the Republicans. The Republicans. They. They ain't gonna let her do that. Okay. Yeah. Who's right. Who's Josh? Cool. I, I, I think I missed it. I think I missed it. 
Who who you say my you uh 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 red wine. You say red who wine. else who is running? Not say red wine. You say you like Kamala. I do like her. Okay. And I okay. like Budajay too. I like Budajay. Budajay, okay. I gotta do some research on that one. You talking about the young guy? Yeah, the guy from uh, South Bend, Indiana. I'm liking him, okay. too. Okay. Well, my, man, my man is Beto. I like Beto. He talks a good you game. Like Beto? Uh, I like you like Beto? He's talking about, yeah. He's, 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 he's pretty good. Like. Mm-hmm. So. All Who right. Who probably be like? Keep it moving. Who probably you said which like? one is he? Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let me check with him. I'm going to go back to Papa Didi. Papa Didi, which one are you feeling? Well, you know, I tell you, um, I'm really glad to see the mayor of New York get in there. Uh, really? The Blasio? Yeah, because, well, you got to understand that um, that's Trump country. You know what I'm saying? And Trump okay. needs... Uh, Trump needs some competition from the home base. Someone who knows New York just as good as he does, because that's why Trump is doing the strong stuff he's doing like he is, because if you can work in New York, you can work anywhere, and that's where he came from. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. I think some New York competition would be really good. I mean, at least I'm glad to see him throw his hat in the ring, you know, which is a and that's probably why he put his hat in the ring because he's saying, you know, I know that Joker. You know, we 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 from the same back alley, so you know. But other people that's from South Bend and all that, I don't know. I think Trump will mop the floor up with them because he'll throw insults at them, and they'll be too busy trying to be politically correct that they won't respond back like they might need to. And you got to get somebody going to go toe to toe, you know. So. Okay. Hey. Last thing. Go ahead. I was gonna say I didn't know if I was on yet. Last thing I was just gonna say, uh, like, and don't get it, don't don't get it twisted on my end as far as um, cause I like a lot of the guys, like all the people that y'all just said. I like, you know, uh, cause my decision when I said Joe Biden is more so, it's a it's a uh, it's a decision that I'm that I'm talking about as a whole as far as not just can that not just can can, can win the party, do a good job, but also the biggest thing is that. They got to go up against this monster. They got to go up against this monster in Trump in 2020. So that means that, uh, you know, I don't want him to try to, you know, going head to head with that guy, it take it takes, it's going to take a lot, you know, because, you know, he got the whole party behind him, the Republican Party and Trump country. He knows how to spend. He knows how to lie. He knows how to narrate. He knows how to control the, 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 the you know, uh, the media and things of that nature. So, I think a guy like Joe Biden is, uh, you know, toe to if he Joe Biden can go toe to toe with him, you know, um, and I just think that he got enough. He, he Joe Biden got enough in the tank where I think that uh, he can go toe to toe and uh, he 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 not gonna he not gonna fall. And I, I think some of the other ones they I don't know if it it could be a combination of an experience or maybe they don't want to go a certain route with with that. Maybe they want to do a certain high roll or maybe they want to you know however they want to play it. It's just that whatever strategy that you have. You know, uh, it's gonna take it's gonna take a good strategy and a, and a strong backbone because Trump Trump gonna bring it. He gonna bring it. He gonna lie. He gonna he gonna do what he got to do. You know, to, to stay in power. And so you're not just fighting against this 
It ain't about how good Jack deals are. It ain't about good how your policy is. None of that even matters right now in 2020. It's about who can who can, can who can really control the narrative, make it uh, you know who can you know really show a good a plan for the future and and all that kind of good stuff and and with with also being somewhat of a you, you got to have a somewhat of a showman skill to it as well. Like you can't be dull, you can't be dry. You can't, you can't be running, you can't be low energy, you can't be none of that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring it all. So you know, uh, like I said, I like Kamal, but I just think that if realistically, if uh, if I was trying to have the the, the Democratic Party win, I would I would put Joe Biden in front. Okay. Now maybe right. in 2022, Let's... maybe in 2024, like I say, it could be a whole different ball game. But in 2020, you going to get you going against that dog. You know, he a dog. He going against that dog. So you, you got to, you know, like I was just watching training day the other day. You know, to protect the sheep, you got to kill the wolf. And it takes a wolf to kill a wolf. Wow. <laughs> to protect You're the right. Sheep, You're right about it. It takes a wolf to kill a wolf. All right, Mr. Lowe. Well, we're going to move on and talk about these uh, drug makers, how they've jacked up these prices on the generic drugs. we got to talk about that. Okay, All right, okay. so we're going to put you back on hold, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lowe. So if you want to get back in on another topic, you just need to press 1 and then press 1 again. So we'll see that okay. it clears and you, you're back in, in the queue, okay? No doubt, no doubt. Hey, Papa Didi, you drive safely, safely out there. You know, you get home. You know, there's a lot of people counting on you. You know, we got, we got, we, we, you, you, you're a big part of the show, so don't miss it. You know, we'll see you soon. I'm battling these red lights in front of me. You know. All right, now. Better than, better than battle a red light than than a red, white, and blue, Jim. <laughs> I know that's right. All right, peace out, Mister Low. <laughs> that was Mister Low. He comes in, comes in, and uh, sits in on the show from time to time. Whew, Lord. Okay, where are we? Uh, Kettle, I'm going back to you. What's going on with the drug makers? Okay. The drug makers. The yeah. drug makers hike prices one thousand percent in massive price fixing schemes. I'm telling you, it's a whole slew of them. Twenty. Leading drug companies, including Teva, uh, Pfizer, and uh, Novartis and Mylan, their pharmaceutical companies, they were in cahoots for years to fix and dramatically inflate the prices of more than 100 generic drugs. Now, generic drugs, in some cases, to raising prices well over 1,000%. The alleged scheme was intended to ensure that each company was a quote-unquote responsible competitor who was playing nice in the sandbox to get its fair share of profits from the drug. Those drugs included pills, capsules, ointments, and creams. They range from oral antibiotics to blood thinners to cancer drugs to contraceptive and so on. Um, it goes on to say we all know that prescription drugs can be expensive. And uh, now we know that high drug prices have been taken in part by an illegal conspiracy among generic drug companies to inflate their prices. 
This is um, wow. New Jersey Attorney General. Uh, uh, what's his name? Grewell. Um, so they have done investigation and they have come up with, you know, what is going on. Um, it says, according to the lawsuit, the alleged shady dealings peaked between 2013 and 2015. The companies would routinely get in touch with each other, divide up customers, and set and maintain high prices. Details were usually hashed out in a face-to-face encounters during many um, swanky events, such as trade shows, cocktail parties, dinners, conferences, and so on. Um, in instances there were there um, in instances when there was written evidence of the deals, conspirators um, made um, plain attempts to destroy it. So I'm like they've gone to some great lengths to try to get you know try to do their hanky panky and destroy the evidence. So so you're saying that they all got together? Yep, yep. And you know. Wow. It's like 10 companies getting together and say, okay, we're going to hike up these prices. Because a lot of these drugs, if you think about it, they're needed. You know, they're uh, cancerous drugs. They're, you know, different types of drugs that are, quote, unquote, needed by the American public. So people go to any great lengths to get whatever they need to. Now, these are generic drugs. These are not the actual drugs. But, you know, also there was another um, story also, too, to piggyback on that, that these generic companies were, were, were putting just about anything in these drugs. You oh, know. my goodness. So you don't know what you're getting. That's why a lot of people um, don't like generic drugs because it's uh-huh. more or less being cut. You might have 10% of the actual drug, but the 90% of it is something else. And that could affect your outcome of, you know, your treatment. Right. So, so if you, you, you know, you're taking something for pain, you could get addicted to it, or it may not be as effective as you think it should be. You know. I'm like, this is just crazy. It just, it just has gotten out of hand. So. It's totally out of hand. What you say about that, Papa? I tell you, uh, when you reach a certain age in your life, you begin to see the uh, the whole drug process, and you begin to look. If you're a person that goes to the pharmacy regularly, you begin to see just how things are being uh, distributed, the way things are being handled today. Uh, a few a few weeks, a few months, a couple months ago, I think, or either maybe a few weeks ago, there was some controversy with some of the drug companies against uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Denzel Washington. Okay, they were beating, what they were they beating him up because Denzel Washington has a uh, a pill now that uh, that's sort of an enhancing type of thing. It's not a prescription type thing, but uh, him and Jimmy Fallon. Is on it together, and there it's, it's 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 one quarter the price of a of, of a uh, Viagra in Cialis, and Denzel was on Jimmy Fallon saying how powerful it was, and him and him and uh, Jimmy Fallon was both laughing, agreeing with it, and sending samples out of people, 
And then come the next couple of weeks, Denzel's getting threats about on his life, and they, they, the, the different pharmaceutical companies wrote to Hollywood saying they should uh, kick Denzel off of the, off of his movie Ida for talking about it. It's very serious. It's very cutthroat. You know, it's very cutthroat. And when that, when he did that to Denzel and Jimmy Fallon, people just, just like Nugenics. Something like that. They got the same kind of thing, and they're trying to beat them down. I mean, you know, because some of these people that are fronting these drugs have gotten so rich. I mean, so that they need people to get in to help them spend the money. That's why they all get together in cahoots with it now and all working together because they kind of feel like if we do something illegal or something over the top, not only are we we're all going to go to jail together, but they all talk in a conference room together to make sure they don't go to jail. So more people, see, the more people, the more money you make, the more people you need to count it, pretty much. You know what I mean? I mean, money yeah. is just like marijuana. Money is just like marijuana. The more marijuana you got, the bigger place you need to store it, the stronger it smells, you got to put it in an isolated area. And just like money, if you dilute a million dollars, down to $1 bills or even $20 bills. You need somewhere to store it. And the same way with these companies, the more they make, the more they get. And just like y'all were saying earlier, oh, they all got together? Of course, because they're making millions. So they need about 50 different little areas to, to wash it, to, to cipher it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a mess. Because the average person, the average man, let's say the average black man, is on at least over over six years old is taking at least four medications dedicatedly, whether it be diabetes or uh, something for the prostate, uh, something for the uh, cholesterol. You know, there could be a thyroid medicine in the mix. These are normal medicines that people take every day. And if people are taking these, if all people around the world are taking these every day and they're taking the generic, the people are saying, look, they're not really buying our real stuff too much anymore. The real stuff ain't really selling like that. So generics are big time. I mean, they got generic Lipitor, they got generic uh, Pfizer, they got, they, they got generic everything. But they say, look, let's raise the prices on this generic stuff so we can get paid because our real stuff, I mean, like people now, Viagra, man, that stuff is almost like $50 a pill. So people are looking for alternatives. They're going to Canada to get it. They're going to Mexico to get it. So, you know, it's just it's very deep. The greed is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Ooh. I mean, but just the idea that they all got together like that and said, Okay, well let's let's keep all our prices in line with each other so we can all get paid. I mean that that's that's conspiracy, you know. That's the definition well, of a conspiracy. Look at the doctors that's involved in. It. I mean, how much? How many doctors are involved in the distribution of Ritalin? Or when when soldiers come back with the uh, what is it, the PTSD? You know, what medicine are they distributing for that? The millions and millions of soldiers and sailors and and airmen and air women that are coming back with that particular. Uh, I mean. When that Iran, when that when we, when we was over fighting the uh, the Iranian war, I mean it was just 
thousands and thousands of young people over there. And a lot of them are out on medical discharges and popping pills every day. So the pill has become, and look at high school. Kids are taking pills to enhance their mind, to take a test, and they're selling that on the black market, out of the lockers in the high school. I mean, pills are becoming like, oh, my God. It's almost like the chips of a poker game. They're everywhere, you know? Yeah, you're right. I did see that story about the kids taking uh, the medication that you give to kids for attention deficit to help them focus. Right. It's like a person that already can get an erection taking Cialis. So they figure, hell, I got some good dick already. I might as well get better dick, you know? So not everybody that takes it needs it. Some people take it as an extra enhancement. Yeah, but that extra is what sometimes will send you to the hospital. But anyway, well, they won't. All right. They won't know care until they go to the hospital. That's when it starts. Yeah, you're right. Well, isn't that what they say? If it lasts for more than four hours, you need to seek medical help. I think if it lasts for more than four hours, then nobody gonna be calling nobody for no help. I think they're gonna keep on stroking. Anyway. Yeah, until they pass out. All right. But that will wrap up the hot topics. Um, As I mentioned earlier, this show is dedicated to a beloved woman, Mama Z, who we lost this year. One of her favorite artists was Al Green. So we'll be playing a little bit of Al Green tonight during the breaks. So we're going to listen to a little bit of uh, Let's Stay Together from Al Green. On this next break, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show, Friday night edition. You know how we do. Let's listen to Al Green on the break. Let's stay together. And uh, we'll be right back with the, we'll be coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines, right? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back.
Oh, yeah. Al Green. That goes out to you, Mama Z. Mm-hmm. All right, Kettle. And Papa Didi, he's on the road, but he's on his way to the studio. Let me check back in with him. You still with us, Papa Didi? I'm right here. I'm right here. Right here. Right now. All righty. Well, we're going to shift gears and go into the hit it and quit it headlines. And looks like I'm first. And I actually am going to start off with some good news for a change. Not talking about anybody that got killed. Nobody got murdered. Somebody actually hmm. did something positive for a change. This uh, what young is, what lady is good news? A, I know. It's like something you never hear anymore. This young lady it, was a former a, well, she was a former homeless student. She just graduated from Georgetown University, despite the fact that she was homeless. Twenty three year old student went from living on the streets and in shelters to being the first in her family to graduate from college on Saturday. Despite Rashima Melson's challenging upbringing, during which she attended three different high schools, she managed to become the valedictorian at Anacostia High School in Washington, D.C. I'm going to put you on hold, Papa. In Washington, D.C., and she earned a full scholarship to Georgetown University. She said her life has always been rough, but she's going to get her bachelor's degree in justice and peace studies. She said homeless or not, it's rough regardless, but the circumstances are just rough due to the fact that we don't have the tools and resources like everybody else. When she remembers days of not having hot water, eating food out of a can because the plates weren't available, and struggling to maintain friendships because of how often she and her family had to pick up and move. She said it was four of them in a little room, a little smaller than the dorm room that she lives in now. They lived in an abandoned home before. She said that was way worse. So she appreciates the shelter, and she said, you know, it was just a place to live in for the moment. But she uh, chooses to uh, focus on, you know, the positive. She said reading books gave her an insight into the world that she had never seen before. She said, people really get rich and buy a house. People really get their dream job. She said it was like a fantasy to her. Her friend Wesley Bowers, who's 19, told news outlets that Miss um, Melson's story has motivated him. He said she didn't ask for anything, and she barely asked for much at all, but she was always the first person to give something. She's very caring and a good friend. And uh, he was extremely lucky to have a friend like her. So she said that when she uh, thinks about walking across that stage and graduating, it's an unbelievable unbelievable feeling. And uh, this is what she told uh, WUSA, which is the channel, uh, what is that, CBS affiliate in D.C. She said, I know that education was the only way out for me, and I knew uh, that I needed to get my work done, and she got it done. So congratulations to Miss Melson. She's getting her degree from Georgetown University. Go ahead, girl. She conquered all the odds, homeless, all that. Get your degree, girl. Walk across this. Getting that degree, um. Papa Didi. 
That was off the chain, and right here in the DMV. Oh wow! Mm, mm. Yes, it's your I'm, I'm feeling pretty good there. <laughs> uh, we keep, we look we we um cranking them out, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah I say go yeah, ahead, yeah. girl, get yours. I know that. You know, right. just because you come from a, a rough start and the background was crazy, doesn't mean you got to stay there. So yeah, that's made true. It work. Yeah, All that's right. ironic. That that that. Well, that's I wanted that you're talking about education because education, Mama Z, she was all about that. <laughs> yes, you're right about that. She sure was. She sure well, was. from the positive to the, I guess I would say negative, but moving on, we got okay. um. Yeah, we got a police officer. This was a white Colorado police officer who got caught on video. Caught you. Caught on video pulling a gun on a black man who was just picking up trash outside of his own house. The cop is now resigned because he was out there acting a fool. He has resigned. His name is John Smiley. I'm going to put him on the kiss it list. Let me write his name down. John Smiley. Uh, He is now resigned after the investigation found that he violated department policy when he drew his gun and attempted to detain 26-year-old Zayed Atkinson back in March. Uh, While the finding likely would have resulted in suspension or termination, Officer Smiley decided to resign prior to the conclusion of the disciplinary process. So I guess he said, before y'all can slap me around, I'm just going to go ahead and quit. So Internal Affairs obtained... um, Uh, The report, no, I'm sorry, uh, ABC News obtained a report from Internal Affairs showing Smiley's decision to attempt to detain Mr. Atkinson that he was not supposed, that he was not supported by reasonable suspicion. So basically he had no grounds and no reason to be trying to detain this brother. You know, it's not like he had done anything or was looking like he was doing anything. This brother was outside picking up trash in front of his own house when this cop rolled up on him and ended up pulling out his gun on him. So Atkinson, the brother, is a student at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. And like I said, he was outside picking up trash on March 1st in the patio area of his apartment when he was confronted by this cop, Smiley, who was trying to determine whether Atkinson was allowed to be on the property. You know, here we go with that again. He's out here picking up trash. The cops out there like, I don't know if you're supposed to be out here. So he starts messing with him about that. So a video of the whole thing taken by a neighbor and posted online showed Officer Smiley holding his gun out during this confrontation at 8.30 in the morning with Mr. Atkinson who was holding a bucket and a metal trash grabber, like one of those little grabby things, and a metal bucket. So Atkinson showed Smiley his school identification card and told him that he lived there. But when the officer detained him for further investigation, then Atkinson started getting mad. So then Smiley, the officer, called for backup, 
saying Atkinson was being uncooperative and unwilling to put down a blunt object. Now, keep in mind, all he had in his hand was the metal bucket and the trash grabby pickup thing. But the officer said he had a blunt object. Yeah, I guess a bucket. But he was picking up trash. So anyway, uh, within minutes, other officers showed up. One of them was holding a shotgun. So all of this is going on. Brother just trying to clean up the place. The officers eventually left after they determined that Mr. Atkinson had every right to be there. So news, of course, of this whole incident and the video spread. And Mr. Atkinson said basically he just felt like his rights had been thoroughly breached. So that's what happened. So in light of all this, Officer Smiley decided rather than take the heat that he was about to get, he said, I'll just quit. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in some other precinct because you know that's how they do. But that's what happened. So I'm putting him on the kiss it list because he sounds like he's a piece of work. Wow. Yeah, that was a trip. Mm-mm-mm. It's unnecessary. What, what, was his, what was his name again? Uh, John Smiley. Okay. All right, Mr. Smiley. You're going to put it on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. All, All right. right. What's the next one? We're going to get into this uh, Tiger Woods. He, he's been all in the news as far as winning tournaments and things, but we got something else on him. Tiger Woods faces wrongful death lawsuit brought by parents of restaurant employees. Tiger Woods and the general Tiger? manager of, yeah, he owns a restaurant in Florida. Uh, Tiger Woods and general manager of Woods, Florida Restaurant faced a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the parents of a 24-year-old bartender of the uh, Jupiter establishment. Uh, this establishment Woods owns in Florida. Um, the guy, uh, Nicholas, had an estimated blood alcohol concentration of uh, 0.28, more than three times the legal limit. Um, when um, the guy died, Nicholas died after his 1999 Chevrolet Corvette left the roadway. The lawsuit filed in Palm Beach County uh, alleges that Nicholas was overserved for about three hours after his shift at the woods uh, concluded before the fatal crash. Um, Nicholas had a history of alcohol abuse, and the lawsuit alleges that Tiger knew or reasonably should have known that Nicholas was inhabitably addicted to the use of an alcohol beverage. Really? What? While the, yeah, while the lawsuit alleges a Tiger is individually liable in this action, because um, he individually participated in the serving of alcohol, that doesn't mean Wood served or was even at the Woods that day. But he his name is on the restaurant apparently. So Woods, under the state alcohol laws, potentially could be held liable as an owner of the establishment, even if he wasn't physically at the venue. Wow, that just sounds so, stupid. I'm sorry. And it goes on to say the employees and management at the Woods had had direct knowledge that the guy, Nicholas, had a habitable problem with alcohol. That's what the lawsuit reads. In fact, employees and managers knew that Nicholas had attended Alcohol Anonymous meetings prior to the night of his crash and was attempting to um, treat his disease. 
So they're more or less saying that they knew his alcohol abuse, but you continue to serve him after three hours. So they're trying to hold uh, the establishment liable. I've heard of lawsuits like that, but I haven't heard lawsuits like that for a long time. But um, apparently, you know, this is what, uh, you know, they're alleging. I think, in my opinion, what's going to happen is he's just going to go ahead and write them a check because he doesn't want all this bad publicity for his restaurant. And he will probably just settle out of court. Right. I mean, I've heard that before, but that law, but that just sounds crazy. Mm. That sounds really crazy. What do you think about that one, Papa Didi? Wow. i tell you what. First of all, I think the only reason why Tiger Woods' name is associated with it because his name is part of the ownership of that. I'm sure there's a partnership in a restaurant. Very, very rarely people open a restaurant by themselves, even if you filthy, dirty-ass rich. Um, but uh, it just appears to me that the family is just kind of looking for a, a reason to make some money on the back end. You know, keep, people keep saying, well, they knew he was this, they knew he was that. Why, why is everybody talking like this guy was a child? You know? Why wasn't any people more interested in getting him rehab instead of worried about hyping over the fact that he was a bartender at uh, Tiger Woods Restaurant? All they're talking about, well, he was a bartender, and they knew he was this. They knew he well, that's not that's not their job to watch your child or husband or brother, whatever he represents. He comes to work to make a living, and if he was there drinking or whatever was going on with that, then whoever he goes home to should see his behavior or what prior to him killing himself by being a drunk driver. You know, but for all this to have a Tiger Woods name on it like that, to me it's just a complete insult because I just think it's just a job of people to to just have no no problem with throwing anybody of color under the bus for any particular reason. Just throw his ass under the bus no matter what. Even our own entertainers have thrown us under the bus, you know, after they get rich off our asses. You know what I'm saying? And it's just yeah. it's just amazing. You know? So it's you I know think, it's, it's I just, think it's, part it's, of this too I was gonna say I think part of this is because Tiger just won that Masters tournament, so and he got that presidential award. So he's kinda riding high right now. So you got people, you know, looking to cash in basically. Well yeah, definitely. I mean I'm saying that in so many words, the fact that you know, they keep saying, Well, he was an employee there, he's an employee there. Well, why do you keep saying that he was an employee there? Why weren't y'all focusing on trying to get the boy some rehab during his off time? They knew, they knew. They talking like he's a twelve year old. Keep saying they knew, they knew. You know, it's like they, the teacher knew my son was on Ridley, but kept telling him to come up there and write on the blackboard. I mean, that that would fit for that kind of scenario, but not a grown ass man. You know, if he was drinking, then that was his own his own recording. I don't. I don't get it. But my thing is, if you, yeah, if you was there, and they know he's an alcoholic, why is he still there? Just fire the guy exactly. or put him on suspension until he get his shit together. 
That's what I'll say. Why are you still walking there? Why are they so animate now to file a lawsuit? But nobody, nobody gave a shit about him while he was living. But now you care about him so much with a wrongful death suit now that he's dead. You should have protected him more in life as opposed to trying to get money off him in death. Yeah. I think, you know. Yeah. I agree. Sound like some but, mess. But those two things just don't work together. If you, They know that you're an alcoholic. Why do you have a bartending job? I mean, you could have had a bartending job and wasn't drinking as much, but once they found out that he had a pattern of that and he's going to AA meetings, he got a problem. You need to either suspend him or you need to fire this man. So, you know, so something like this wouldn't come back at you, wouldn't backlash at you. So, exactly. You know, I fault I, I fault the management. They just should have taken more lead in that. So, this is this is what's going to happen. We're going to sue you. You're going to write us a check, and we're going to go on about our business. So, you know, that okay. was a, a live and learn situation. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to, uh, let's see, we have another interlude from uh, Mr. Al Green for the good times. We're going to take that break, and we're going to come right back with the weird news on the Pajama Party Show. And uh, let's see, on the other side of the break, we got the weird news. We got some crazy ones. We got a chocolate factory, somebody stealing coffins, and a whole bunch of goats. So don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Here's Mr. Al Green. What a good time. Don't look so bad. I know it's so bad. But life goes on. And this world keeps on turning Let's just be glad We had this time To spend together There is Watch the bridges that will burn. They go Green for the good times 
on the Pajama Party Show, the Friday night edition, all the way live. You know how we do it. Don't even play. I'm here with Kettle. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Red Wine. Bonsoir. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Papa Didi's still in traffic, but he's pressing. Trying to get here before we sign off. Pressing. Pressing on. All right. You keep on pressing on. We're going to go ahead into the weird news. Uh, let's see. Who's up first tonight, Kettle? Oh, is it me? Yeah, it don't matter. Okay. Uh, let me cu- let me stop Al. I'm sitting here still grooving to Al. Shout out to <laughs> Mama Z. I know that's right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's see. I got a German. What is this? German Chocolate Factory. What they do? They spilling chocolate? Oh, my goodness. They spilling chocolate all out in the street. That's uh, Berlin. Uh, yeah, really. German Chocolate Factory. Berlin uh, firefighters in the town of Wurl, W-E-R-L, in western Germany tackled an unusual emergency late Monday when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured out onto the street. Oh, my goodness. About a ton of chocolate ran out into the yard and from there onto the street, a spokesman for the World Fire Department said in a statement. The firefighters closed off the street and shoveled the chocolate about 108 square feet to one side before a specialist cleaning company cleaned up the road. Despite the heartbreaking incident, it is unlikely that a chocolate-free Christmas is imminent in world. I guess that's what people were worried about. Are we not going to have chocolate by the end of the year? All that chocolate out in the street. So that's what happened in uh, in Berlin. Chocolate mm. all out in the street. Wow. Mm. I want anybody to try to eat any of that. I don't know. I think I might have been tempted, <laughs> you know, just to see. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny, German chocolate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, All okay. right. Uh, I got, I got a crazy one, and I'll let you finish the last one. Um, about a okay. hundred goats. A hundred ghosts descended on a neighborhood in Boise. Residents of an Idaho neighborhood woke up Friday morning to a site that really got their goat. An invading herd of more than 100 goats rampaged through the neighborhood of West Boise, uh, devouring flower beds, grass, and leaves as they moved from yard to yard. Representatives of the company that owns the animals called We Rent Goats, arrived at the scene and managed to uh, herd the goats onto a truck around 9 a.m., less than two hours after the initial calls were filed by the animal control, the thousand block of um, West Summer um, Wind Drive. The neighborhood banded together to force them into one lawn while they were waiting for um, (laughs) us. The name of the company is We Rent Goats. The owner, Matt Gabika told uh, NBC News, everyone seems to be enjoying it 
There were tons of little kids around there. Mothers brought infants and strollers to see the goats. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. So uh, We Rent Goats, uh, according to his website, provides rentals of herds of animals to landowners in need of mowing large swaths of grass. The animals apparently uh, specialize in chowing down on weeds. Wow, the company has insurance and will be following up with the neighborhood with the neighbors whose landscaping was damaged. So some landscaping was damaged. It was 118 goats that got loose were originally corralled uh-uh. in a County. <laughs> How I'm we putting that company on the kiss it list. We were goats is on the kiss it list. <laughs> well, who would ever think? That's just crazy. In Boise, Idaho. Wow. We rent goats. The hundred eighty. Yeah, they need goats. to keep up. They need to be keeping up with the goats. That's crazy. I could see if a few got out, but a hundred and eighteen goats got loose. Come on now. That's a lot. You're right. That is a lot. They were getting All right, well, I got Oh yeah, they were eating it up. I guess that's mm-hmm. cheaper than paying people to cut all that grass, huh? Right, true that. Mhm. I just wonder what do the goats leave behind after they eat all that grass? Mhm. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we got one out of Florida. A Florida man arrested after allegedly stealing a truck full of coffins. Wow. Uh, Highway Patrol arrested a man who was suspected of stealing a box truck full of caskets in Jacksonville, Florida, on Monday, having been alerted to be on the lookout for a rider truck by Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, which had been reported stolen from a Jacksonville casket company. The Florida Highway Patrol located the vehicle shortly before noon on Monday. However, once the trooper ran the tags on the truck, the driver failed to pull over and pressed ahead instead. A 25-mile chase on Interstate 295 ensued, with police chasing the truck and eventually managing to halt it after it came off the interstate and stopped at a red light at the intersection between Martin Luther King Jr. Highway and Moncrief Road. (laughs) Once they stopped the truck, the troopers found out that it was carrying a rather unusual load, which included three caskets. At first, I was shocked to see the caskets because, obviously, when you think caskets, you think of somebody's loved one, Sergeant Dylan Bryan with the Highway Patrol said. Once the truck was stopped, Florida Highway Patrol arrested the driver, who was later identified as David Ayers. Despite Mm -hmm. being chased for over 20 miles, the 39-year-old never drove above the speed limit. He was not driving in an erratic manner. Uh, Brian pointed out, explaining that Ayers had been driving at around 55 or 60 miles throughout the chase. So he's running from the cops, but he's not going over the speed limit. And they chased him for 25 miles till he finally stopped, and they find out he's got a stolen vehicle with stolen tags, I mean stolen caskets. What in the world? What what was he doing with uh, you know what? Oh, I do not know. What is this guy's name? David Ayers. 
He's on the kissing list. Yes, please. Why are you, why are you stealing caskets? Ooh boy. I don't even think he knows. Uh, Maybe he has some loved ones and he doesn't want to pay the bill. I guess. I mean, what did you do? Sit down with your family and say, look, don't even worry about it. I got those caskets. I got you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> don't That's even worry crazy. about that. I got you. That's crazy. It's crazy. Meet me down at the, at the intersection of Martin Luther King and uh, whatever that other street was. And I got I'm a I'm ahead of those caskets. Mm, that that's yeah, insane. Yeah, that is well, crazy. Well, all right. Well, that wraps up the weird news. Um, let's see. I'm going to keep going and go right into uh, where am I? I'm just saying. I'm going to go into I'm just saying, and I'm a I'm gonna talk about some stuff that I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about. So let me apologize now if I piss anybody off, if I step <laughs> on your toes. It was not my intention. I'm just voicing my personal opinion on the topic, okay? So let, let's just be clear about that. So tonight I'm just saying, why is Congress in it? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating for either way, either choice. But I'm just saying, why is Congress in this discussion about making abortion illegal in this country? I don't understand how a bunch of mostly older white men can sit there in their state legislatures and decide that women should not have the right to make a choice about whether they decide to bring a life into this world. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just saying, why is Congress even in it? And like I said, I'm not speaking from the moral side of the conversation at all. I personally believe that if if you believe in God or a higher power, then whatever decision you make with respect to abortion, that's between you and God or you and your higher power. What I am saying is that I don't think that it's right for Congress to make the decision for women. I'm just saying, why is Congress even in it? How many more times do we have to read about people who have had children that they clearly don't want based on the way they treat the children? They abuse them, or in some cases, they murder the children. These are the people who might have been better off had they just terminated the pregnancy. I know that sounds harsh, but again, it's just my opinion. Now, I know there's some people who would say, you know, you don't know who these people might have become had the, term, had the pregnancy not been terminated. And that's true. We can't predict the future. But I'm saying for those people who had children that they just tormented those children, abused them, did all kind of unspeakable things, and in some cases murdered these children, these babies, why even have them if you're going to treat them like that? You don't need to have a child if you don't know how to treat a child. That's just my opinion. So, you know, like I said, I know some people may disagree, and that's cool. But I'm just saying, for the people who say, well, you know, there's always other options. You can put the child up for adoption. That's true, too. But unless you've had a child, you don't understand the changes that a woman's body goes through to go through a full-term pregnancy. It's a lot. 
And when you're not in the right frame of mind to go through that, and if you have a difficult pregnancy, it's a lot to say at the end of that time period, okay, now I'm just going to give this baby to somebody else. Okay, yes, it is a choice. All I'm saying is you should have the right to make the choice to say, I don't want to do that. That's all I'm saying. Congress should not have their mouth all up in it. Um, Looking at Alabama and Missouri now, they have just passed legislation to say all, all, all abortions are illegal. It doesn't matter if it was for in a situation of um, uh, rape, if it was some other form of abuse, if it was incest. Whatever the case, I think the only possible uh, allowance they might make is if the mother's life is in danger, then they might allow it. But otherwise, they're saying, for any other reason, if you want to have an abortion, they want to make it illegal. And I'm saying, why? Why is that your choice? Who are you to speak for the women of America? Not just for Alabama, Missouri, and whatever states, but for the women of America. Who are you to speak for them? You didn't create the child. Who are you to weigh in on the decision as to whether or not they want to have a child? And these are the same people who, once the person has a child and doesn't have the emotional stability, doesn't have the financial stability to raise a child, if that person then wants to go on financial aid, get state assistance, et cetera, then they're going to bitch about that and say, oh, all these people having all these babies just so they can get more welfare. Well, you're the one who outlawed or outlawed abortion. Now all these babies are here, and folks say, I need help. Now you don't want to help? Well, you should have thought of that when you wanted to outlaw the alternative. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying you can't have it both ways. If you're not going to pay for this child from start to finish, then shut the hell up. Don't try to tell women in America what choices they have. If you make it illegal, it'll go back to the way it was with coat hanger abortions, people risking their lives to make the choice when they decided, I just don't want to bring a child into the world at this time in my life. If you take away their option to have a safe medical practice to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, you're going to create a whole nother problem. And if y'all can't see that, you're stupider than I thought you were. So I'm trying not to get too upset because this stuff really pisses me off. All I'm saying is, like I said, I'm not advocating for what choice anybody should make. I'm just saying you should have the legal choice to make a choice. That's all I'm saying. Congress, you need to shut up, sit down, stay out of it. It's not up to you. It should never have been up to you. I don't even know why y'all put your mouth in it. Go sit down, shut up. This is red wine, I'm just saying. Why are y'all even in it? All right, I'm going to go calm down now. All righty. What's the red wine? You've been sipping on the whole bottle over there? Just feeling some kind of way? Yeah. I'm going to start on the second one. This this thing really makes me angry because I just feel like they're all out in left field meddling in something that they have no business in. Right. Mm-hmm. It, <sighs> it's almost 
it's almost to a point where we're going to become a communist nation. And I hate to say it, but it just seems like, you know, we're going in that direction. They're trying to control everything that we do and say. I mean, these our constitutional rights are being violated, you know. So it's, it's, and, and that's yeah. exactly the problem. You know, they want to make all these laws and stuff to tell a woman what you can and can't do with her own body. Why don't you tell these older men, stop messing with these young girls? Why don't you tell these people who take advantage of women and and, and force themselves on women that that's against the law? Because that's already on the book. But it doesn't mm-hmm. stop them. They do right. it anyway. That's true. Yeah, you're so right. You have girls yeah. under the age of 14 getting pregnant from being raped from incest, all this kind of stuff. Now, you're going to tell me you're going to make it illegal for her to decide or her family to decide to terminate? That's some BS. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, really. Okay. That is. All right. I'm going to take a little right. CC so you can calm down a little bit so you can get another drink. Yeah. I guess I better. I was <laughs> going to check. Let me check in with Papa Didi, see where he is. Papa Didi, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. coming up into the uh, into the beltway of the DMV. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Papa, tell me, am oh. I am I wrong or am I in left field or what? Hey, let me tell you something. None of this has been determined yet, right? They're they're talking about it and kicking it around only because a few places I think some places like uh, what was that the, who was that the approved that the, it was Alabama some, some and Europe. Missouri just followed suit with that oh yeah well that well Alabama you know well it's all yeah, going to come Alabama it's all going to come full circle yeah. I'm not gonna swear. It's gonna be full know. circle because see, that abortion is gonna be needed in one way or the other, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of things out there that's gonna warrant it. And I tell you, it, it, it's always been the inconspicuous people that have used it, okay? Because I've always said, for as many of young black child in the hood, they got pregnant at. 13, 12, 14 years old, there was a sophisticated, bougie person of another persuasion having an abortion. So, you know, it balances okay, out. Man. You know, I think the balance act is, is in effect. And that's never going to stop because, you know, there's always going to be a rich 14-year-old that's going to sleep with somebody nowadays more likely to help or whoever is going to get her pregnant. And the parents are going to say, oh, no, you're not having this baby. And they're going to get rid of it. So that's always going to be out there. History will always repeat itself, believe me. That's what it does. You're right about anyway, it. Anyway. All so right. Uh, we're going to take a we quick... We got time to do a... Uh, we got time to do a... Uh, what's popping for a minute? Or? Yeah, go right ahead. You, you ready for it? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to throw something out there a little bit. Um, okay, go right ahead. Know, Lately, I've been seeing different things going on. I'm sure Kettle has something in her commentary about certain people uh, right now that are going through things, losing jobs and things like that, stars and all. 
But, you know, what I don't get or didn't get is how some of these big stars, it seems like black people are always beat up on by other persuasions and even their own people. You know, I mean, if you remember back a little bit how how Bill Cosby beat up on black people big time about pulled your pants and all this stuff he was saying. You know what I mean? Just ruthless. Ruthless. And, and even, you know, Steve Harvey, you know, not to step on anything that Kettle might have to say about him tonight. But, um, you know, he's been constantly beating up on, on, on people about who should do what and they're lazy and you know, I've, I've heard different commentaries on him and some people says even on his own radio show about people and he uses the term our oh, people y'all need to blah 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 and it's so amazing how you've gotten rich off of us coming to your damn concerts your king of comedy and all the shit we supported for you and put lined your pockets with fucking gold and now all you can do is is pick on the men and how we are dating or what we're saying to women. You know, ain't nobody been all fucked up in their marriages more than his ass, okay? But you, the dating guru, tell motherfuckers what to do, who to date, telling the women how long to wait before you give motherfuckers a pussy and everything. You tell them the pussy what to do, the woman what to do, everybody what to do. And you end up with a big old country boy wearing long-ass uh, suit jackets and shit with an afro when the afros were long gone. And you know what I'm saying? But I'm not beating up on him per se. All I'm saying in a nutshell is that people really need to, to cool out with things because, see, when negative stuff happens to you, the last thing you want to do is fall back on the bullshit you've been saying. You know, we always got certain people in this world that's going to get a pass. And that's the shit I hate in this world. Excuse my language. Well, don't excuse my language. I said it on, I said it on purpose to make my story sound better. People get a pass out here, and, and I swear, I guess I'm a true black man that never got a damn pass. But it's some people that, that have a certain lingo about them, a certain disposition about them, uh, a certain religious overture about them, that gives them a fucking pass whenever they fuck up. You know what I mean? And, and a little bit goes in, and little people may say a little bit, but they don't beat it up. But then you get the average Joe that's been transparent from the beginning, when they shit get ragged, everybody want to whoop them in the ass, you know? And that's the kind of shit that's got to change, you know, because we're all created equal under God. And when if one person fuck up and gets kicked around, then so be it. Everybody needs to. Don't let your money make you think. I mean, hell, look at Bill Cosby now. Look at Steve Harvey now. Look at different people that have talked about us as a race like a dog after we line their pockets with gold. And, and, and where are they now? You know, and I'm not saying that we all can't be there, but man, I mean, Bill Cosby's a perfect example. I mean, man, he he used to hold different commentaries and stuff. He just talked about black people like a dog, man, like he was just a special black man. And but they rammed his ass big time, you know. And I mean, God bless them. I'm I'm, I'm not talking about them putting them down, but man, come on, you you invented fucking Fat Albert, a nice cartoon everybody liked. Why would you talk about the very same motherfuckers that you drew in a cartoon? These are people you created, black people in a fucking neighborhood. Now you're going to tell us to pull up our pants? Hell, look at the shit the Fat Albert characters were wearing. One motherfucker was wearing a goddamn turtleneck over his goddamn face with big-ass fucking lips and everything else. You projected us looking all fucked up in your goddamn cartoon. Now you're telling us to be fucking, be what? Be a suburban motherfucker, a suburban Villanova Philadelphia motherfucker like you? Anyway, I just want to, you know, I just want to put that out there a little bit. Okay, now. All right. 
thank you so much. Well, Lord, everybody's fired up tonight. I see. Woo wee. That's how you know it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's Friday for real, for real. Friday night. Yeah, I did, and I did that. Mm. And I did that shit. And I did that shit from the Beltway. Ah, uh, okay, Beltway. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's Friday night. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're gonna take a quick musical break, and then we will. Where are we going? We're coming back to you, Kettle, with the Hollywood wrap up. That's fine. Let's rock and roll with it, baby. All right, we're going to go back to the, the righteous Reverend Al Green with Love and Happiness. Shout right, out again to Mama Z. This is all for her tonight, dedicated to her. Uh, we love you, Mama Z, and we're thinking about you tonight. So here's Al Green with Love and Happiness. Television series for children 
listen to what I'm saying, children's ages four to eight. It was created by Cookie Jar Group. But the news is a particular character on there by the name of Mr. Ratburn, he comes out as being gay. They, um, uh, Mr. Ratman, he is engaged and he gets married on the series um, to his significant other. Now, this uh, particular cartoon is for children four to eight. So, uh, I'm trying to tell you, that's what I said. Um, I was like, okay. So, and they got married on the series, and his name is Mr. Ratburn. Okay. All right. With, uh, uh, matter of fact, it's also, it reminds me of um, The Simpsons because they have been on for 22 seasons. I was like, okay. okay. All right, Mr. Ratman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is, wait a minute, is this a Simpsons character or this is somebody, uh, another show? Is this a what now? Is this a character from The Simpsons or is it another show? No, this is the um, animated show called Author. And Mr. Ratman, um, he Ratburn, he's on that particular series. Oh, Author, okay, Author, that's right. on PBS. Right, it's been on for twenty-two seasons. I said it reminds me of The Simpsons because they they have been on for a long time, also. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know, huh? <laughs> Learn something new every day. Mm-mm. You know, now it all makes sense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put two and two together now, huh? Yeah, uh, two and two is adding up to four now. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, we're gonna have a new Batman. Um, they're looking at Robert Pattison, uh, the gentleman that played on the um you know, the, uh, uh, the what is it, the Night um, Twilight series. Um, he he wants oh. to be Batman. So I guess they're going after a new, quote-unquote, millennial uh, Batman, I guess. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. I mean, it's not written in stone, but they're looking at him, and um, it should probably start production soon, and it should come out in 2021, so... And looking for him to be Batman, so that should be interesting. If uh, if you not if you guys aren't familiar with him, he's like I said from the Twilight series. That went quite well for him on that particular series. But um, it should be interesting to see if if he can you know hang in there as far as Batman is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know also, about that, but okay. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. Also, the BET Awards, they're taping the BET Awards now, and that should come on, um, it's coming out on June 23rd, 2019, but they're taping them now. And uh, guess who was the front runner of uh, seven nominations? Who? Carney B. (laughs) That girl, Carney B. Go ahead. She's a bad girl. She's doing the damn thing. Um, you know, they got the, the, the different categories, best female, R&B, pop. Of course, Beyonce is number one up there. Salon, she's up there with her sister. It's interesting. Um, okay. Also her, 
uh, Ella May. Ella May, both of those two girls are bad. Um, oh, I did yeah, hear I didn't from like me that um, her, she changed her name. I forgot what her name was before, but she regrouped herself and she came back as her. I said, well, whoever she was before, don't nobody know, but they know her now as her. So it's a bad girl. Um, oh, okay. Best um, male R&B pop artist, your boys, Bruno Mars. Uh, hey. John Legend, Chris Brown. Hey. I don't remember him. Childish Bambino, uh, Khalid. Okay. Um, he's right. starting to grow on me. I like kind of. I like Khalid. Um, I do too. Mhm. Yeah. I just. I just like his vibe. His, his vibe is, uh, you know, pretty good. Um, I'm gonna name a few more best male hip hop. Drake. He's always on there. Can't they find somebody else new? Right. Um, Jake, okay. J. Cole, Meek Mill, that's the guy that was in jail for a minute, and they still riding right. Um Nipsey Hussle, that's the gentleman that just died, just got shot um, uh, in uh, California. And uh, best female hip-hop, Carney B, so that's one she's nominated. Nicki Minaj, they in the same. Rennie Ma and uh, Kosh Doll, they in the same category. Um, but I'm just glad Remy Ma's not hating on Carney B. I haven't heard, you know, her, you know, saying anything negative about her, which is good. It's just that Nicki Minaj character. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to come on uh, June 23rd, 2019. So look out for that. So, all right, that's my Hollywood wrap up. That's it for tonight. Make it short and sweet. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle. Now we're all up to date. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I did forget to mention your favorite show, The Big Bang Theory. They, their finale was uh, uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, I guess everybody's going to just move on and do their own thing now, you know. Um, but uh, that series, they say, was off the chain. But um, It was good. I saw the finale, and I did have a tear in my eye. It was very good. Oh, oh, they did oh, that oh. thing on it. It yeah. was good. Oh, you hate her. <laughs> it was You're good when I first started, but after a while, uh uh, no, no. But I mean, that was a big deal to a lot of people, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good though. I enjoyed it. What else good? All right. Good? Uh let's see. Uh the cocktail of the week. What you got for us this week, Kettle? Oh Lord. Rum with a view. That's okay a now, break it down. I like that title. So we have two ounces of spice rum, a half an ounce of coconut rum, two ounces of pineapple, a half an ounce of splash blue Kokora, uh, I'm sorry, Caraco, and a half an ounce of squeeze of fresh lime juice. So we're going to mix all these ingredients in a shaker with ice. Shake vigorously and pour contents into a low ball glass. And we're going to garnish it with an orange wedge. And that's called the rum with a view. Wow. So, I think I would like the um, Captain Morgan uh, spice rum. would probably be pretty good with that. Yeah, that sounds good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I do like pineapple, so coconut rum. That's all good. It's all good. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a good drink for uh, moving into the uh, spring, going into summer. That's true. Sounds good. 
All right. Well, Papa Didi just made it into the studio. What's up, Papa Didi? What's going on? You made it. That was an experience. All right. Well, that cocktail sounds good, so we'll make sure we put it up on the website. So if anybody wants to try that recipe, we'll have the uh, instructions, a picture of it. It's a beautiful shade of blue, so you'll know if you made it right, if it looks right. So, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, the cocktail of the week is sponsored by our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, are we coming up on the kiss it list? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Papa said, wait a minute. Papa said he has a quick, uh, living for the city. He's going to grace us with. So we're going to shift gears and go back to Papa Didi. And living for the city as soon as he gets some ice in his glass. But I'll just say for the Kiss It list, um, if anybody wants to put some names on the Kiss It list, that's the list of people who have shown their natural behind this week. And we call them out. We're not scared. We will call them out first name, last name. If we have their address, we'll call that out too. So that will be coming up shortly, right behind living for the city. All right, Papa, the floor is yours. What's happening in Living for the City tonight? Well, first of all, uh, Kettle, did you say anything about uh, Steve Harvey? Uh, no, I did not. Uh-uh. I did uh, see that uh, he was, um, he's he's going to be off the air. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is taking his spot. Yeah, yeah, he lost a couple jobs. And like I was saying before, and I was on the highway, and I, I'll reiterate that, I think that a lot of people have got a lot of passes in life, and a lot of people don't get a pass, and, and everybody knows around them who has a pass, who don't have a pass, and, and it's sad stuff, because people that have a pass, sometimes it's just as dirty as anybody else, but Steve lost a couple of jobs, um, one of them was, uh, what was the Little Big Shots. Oh, that's gone too? Hey, well, no, it's, it's, it's still there, but somebody else is doing it, and they lost Steve Harvey's show. Oh. And they said that's going to cost them millions, you know, but I guess, however, he should have millions already. But uh, but all that goes to show you is that, uh, you know, and this too will come to pass, for one, and also the fact that uh, we've always said that sometimes he was doing too much stuff. See, when you come back new, I remember back when I was entertaining, the one thing I always learned, I used to dance a little bit back in the day, the one thing I used to learn when I was dancing is that when I got done dancing, I would always leave out. After the women gave me my tips and everything I did, I'd leave out of the bar or the club I didn't want them to get too familiar with me Because when they get too familiar, they don't hire me no more You know Oh, we don't want whatever my dance name was mm-hmm. Anymore, because wow I've been, I've been partying with them, drinking with them I knocked a couple of them off, you know what I mean So now they don't want to hire me no more And Steve Harvey, I think, was overexposing himself You know Just like a picture, when you got too much too much flash It's overexposed And I'm not saying that to talk about him I'm just saying a lesson going forward. He looked at it as a situation where he looked at it as it gave him bragging rights or maybe to catch up for the lost time or all the crap he did in his life. As long as he was getting gigs and doing shows and was able to speak above Nephew Tommy. Now Nephew Tommy's funny as hell in his own right and got his own thing because nobody does that stuff better when it comes to the calls than he does. Oh, yeah, the prank calls. The prank calls. Man, that boy's off the chain. So, But all I'm saying that on, on that level with that is that uh, – you know, I'm not, and I don't mean to beat up on Steve Harvey, and I'm not really beating up on him, but overexposure in the business will kill you. 
You know, you really had walked conspicuous. Even even now, just as black people, if you got a little bit of money, you get a car, don't trick it out too much. You know what I mean? Because always remember, and I'll I'll say this in closing, that cop is pulling you over. That cop that pulls you over and your tricked out car, he's only making between forty six dollars and $52,000 a year. Okay? So you got more rims on than he's making money a year. So he's pissed. And that's the reason why he's shaking your ass down. So just get the lesson, you know. Anyway, right. just want to put it out there. Appreciate All right. So I've already shared what the kiss list is. People who have shown off, cut up, acted a fool. We got to call them out because that's what we do for the kiss list. If anybody has any names they want to add, they need to call us now. 914-803-4306. Press 1. Tell us who you want us to add. In the meantime, we're going to run down who we've got. Uh, let's see. Kettle, do you have any names? No. Uh-oh. Nope. I'm surprised I don't. I thought you were taking names down. Okay. <laughs> I got a name that's coffin. I forgot his name. The guy that sold all those coffins. Put him on the kitchen. Oh, I got him. That's okay. David Ayers. Officer mm-hmm. Smiley. Yeah, John Smiley. I saw that video where the brother was, and the brother was a real laid back dude, just doing his thing. Yeah. He, and he yelled at one of the neighbors, "Does this guy live here?" Like he's some vagrant. I mean, you don't live here, so yeah. you don't know who the hell lives here. If you the cop, just and there was up. another one too. A cop stopped this Dope. guy in uh, Louisiana, harassing him, talking about there's a warrant out for him. He said, "Man, I don't even live here." How can you have a warrant out for me? Who are you looking for? And he kept saying, well, what's your name? He said, no, who are you looking for? And he well, kept saying, well, let me see your ID. And it went back and forth, and it, you know, escalated until it finally got to the point where the cops realized, y'all got the wrong man. And the cop had shot know. that woman five times and killed her. Oh, yeah, that was another you know, one. That was so So sad. all of the them were in there. The um, Alabama. The goat people. Oh, it's good. Go ahead. The goat people. So, um, we we yeah, rent goats. Goat we rent mm-hmm. goats. Yeah. Also, the Alabama prison system for letting it get to the point where it is. Sure. And I got another one, a late entry. Uh, the Idaho racist robocalls that are going out, trying to defend this woman who shot a black man. Now they they got racist robocalls going out to people saying, well, Negroes aren't uh, are they're not American and they're not human anyway. Mm-hmm. These are robocalls going out in Clayton County, Idaho. Well, that just goes to show you what is being said about black folks from the very beginning. All over the world, every group of people all over the world is taught to hate black people. It's crazy. Yeah, you got to watch it's crazy. But the one thing where it does go the other way around is when y'all talking about goats. Do you know that when it comes to killing goats for goat meat, they usually use beige goats. Goats are like a beige in color. Uh-huh. And the ones that have that dark brown color on them, they take them to the pet zoos. You ever notice that your pet zoos, your goats always got no, that I dark brown color on them? Well, then they're on the list twice for being racist. No, they well, they actually supporting the ones of the color, but the beige ones get Oh, uh, no, it's still racist somehow. No, but I'm anyway, good. all right, so all the people on the Kiss It list, we got a prize for you. Kiss Here my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. But 
the vagina party when he hosts Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. All right. Woo! Well, it's time for the last word. So, uh, who's up first? Uh, my last word is um, it, just in reference to uh, celebrating Mama Z tonight, uh, Kettle, in your behalf. Uh, we celebrated my mother's birthday yesterday. She turned 90 years old, which was a very festive celebration. I'm blessed to have her. You know, she's in an in a Alzheimer's state of mind, but uh, she's still smiling and lovely and, and talks very mannerly and, and as well-raised as she was when she was raising us. God bless you, and I won't say her name on the air, give away her identity, but love you with all my heart, and happy 90th birthday to my mother. I just want to say shout-out to the memory of Mama Z. There will never be another like her, but we'll never forget. We love you. We're holding on to that memory because that's what we have left now. Support us. We love you. Thank you for all you did for us. And uh, that's all I can say. Over to you, Cal. I have to say, this is ironic that she was born on May 17th. This is the 65th anniversary of uh, the um, Brown Board of Education, um, that particular uh, case. And uh, ah. so she, she was all about education. It was interesting because it was about a, a gentleman. His name was um, Brown, and his daughter's name was Linda. Interesting. And um, he was fighting for her to get into a particular school. But the bottom line is it was about education. And that's what Mama Z was about, education, education, education. And that was Absolutely. so key to her, and that was so important to her. Um, and... Uh, we will miss her. But her memory will live on for sure. So um I, I, I just wanna say that uh D C homegrown, that's our parent company, and D C homegrown, we gon we gonna officially say today, May seventeenth, is Mama Z uh day. So but I don't doubt. All right. All right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to raise our glass to celebrate Mama Z Day. Now raise right. your glass. God bless right. your mother's memory. Kelly. Here's to Mama Z. And All here's right. to uh, Papa Didi's mom celebrating 90 years. And your mom, For sure. That's a blessing. And my mom. Yep. So we're celebrating all of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for tonight. So uh, check us out on apajamaparty.com. We appreciate you rolling with us tonight. Uh, as always, tell a friend, bring a friend. We'll do it again next Friday night. 9 o'clock Eastern time. Yep. It's uh, 6 o'clock, Seven o'clock Pacific. Time. Oh, I'm not doing all that in a minute. 9.15 CP time. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll be back on next Friday night. So, uh, hey, visit our website, listen to episodes you might have missed, or just check out the ones you were here for and listen to it all over again. Uh, We appreciate you all, and uh, we love you, and we'll be back next Friday night. We're out. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight, everyone. And bonsoir. This is Red Wine. We'll see you again next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now.
Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. 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 Good night.